Welcome back. Hi, friend. This is the Connected Calm Life. My name is Lane Kennedy. I'm going to be your host today. We're going to continue this month's theme uh, around love and what it means to love yourself and love others. And how do we do that? I'm so glad you're here. I want to mention that the Ocean of Yum, my next uh, meditation and mindfulness series is opening in March. I hope you will join me. You can find out more information over at members.connectedcalmlife.com and join me for the next series, The Ocean of Yum. It's waiting for you. I can't wait. Okay, let's get into today's episode. I'm going to start off with a breath. Why don't you take a breath with me? Here we go. Inhale and exhale. Coming into the present moment. The moment is all we have. Thank you for being with me and for listening today. If you're new to this podcast, thanks for finding me. Uh, If you've been here for a while, uh, do me a favor and share the episode. Share the podcast. Uh, I'm really, this year I have a goal of, well, I have numbers, milestones uh, that I have to reach and I'm working with the coach and he's like, okay, let's get to the next level. So if you're really getting something out of this podcast, please share it with five girlfriends, post it on your social, uh, tag me and then, hey, you might get lucky. Maybe you'll get entry into the ocean of yum. Boom. Okay, let's get back. So I want to start today's episode with a short quote from, (laughs) you're going to laugh at me, Fred Rogers. Uh, If you don't know who Fred Rogers is, uh, that's really sad. Fred Rogers is somebody that I grew up with. Uh, Every day I'd watch him on TV. And I would love the way that he would sing, won't you be my neighbor? And he would tie his shoes and he would put on this vest and he would just make me smile. He was so full of love and kindness. And there was such a genuine, sweet, sweet, very sweet human being. So this is from Fred Rogers. Love isn't a state of perfect caring. It is an active noun like struggle. To love someone is to strive to accept that person exactly the way he or she is right here and now. So I talk a lot about this, a lot, being able to accept somebody as they are in the present moment. And I think I've shared plenty of times around my own personal relations and It really comes back to uh, being in the present moment with somebody and accepting them for the here and now. And that can be really hard. So how do we take one step back from that other person? Because a lot of times when a client will come to me, you know, for coaching, you know, their life is upside down. Let's just face it. You don't just sign up for coaching because you're all good and great. No, you sign up for coaching or you take classes because you want to improve the quality of your life. You want to improve the quality of your relations. And so when someone lands in my circle and they want coaching, you know, it's, there's a lot of relationship issues. And I always talk about accepting that person, 
But before we can accept that person, we have to come to deep understanding and acceptance of ourselves. Boom, drop the mic. Because that right there is really hard to do when we have uh, just layers and layers and uh, ancestral you know, baggage that we are carrying. But let me tell you something. It's each person's responsibility to take care of their history so they can be in the present moment, so they can love and be loved. So I want to talk about a practice that I teach all my students, all my clients. And it's a practice that is deep and authentic. And it is, it is about loving yourself. And it's a loving kindness practice. And a lot of people think, oh, it's just a loving kindness practice. That's easy. No problem. I've got that. I can do it. <laughs> and first I want to say, okay, great. Yes, practice. Practice because practice allows you to be in the present moment. But love is not a currency. Love is something that we have to um, tap into. It's our, it's our inner resource. And if we are not in the present moment, then it's really hard to tap into that currency. And love is this magical potion that we forget that we are born with. But again, we have to get into the present moment to tap into it and feel it. That's why when you're with somebody intimately, there's that exchange and that moment of like love, right? When you're in deep meditation practice, when I talk about being in the ocean of yum, there is a stillness, a silence, a yumminess. That is love. But if you are not in the present moment, forget it. It's really hard to get to. So I want to talk about love in another context where, you know how I am about my science, (laughs) how important it is to understand that love is something that we need to nurture and build upon, right? And I talk about the connected calm life, the layers of the bricks, right? We have to put a brick down then we put the layer of cement and then we have to put another brick down, right? Because we're building this fortress of connection and calm, this place that we want to be in all the time when things go sideways, So the study that I want to bring up today is around, and I'm sure you've heard this, but it's a really good study just to be reminded of, that they, the scientists, studied an elderly population living in elderly um, home care. And one of the groups they gave a plant to, and they said, this is your plant, we need you to take care of it. And then they gave the other group the plant and they said, this is your plant and the staff is going to take care of it. And everybody was really grateful for their plants and, you know, it was awesome to have these plants because it's a very sterile environment. And what they found out <laughs> is that the group who took care of their plant began to foster greater connection with others. They were smiling more. They had more conversations. 
They were fostering this sense of care, which is love. Okay. The other group who had the staff take care of it, uh, they, they same. There was like no response, no change with them. Nothing. There wasn't. It didn't. Their social activity didn't go up. Their uh, conversations didn't really improve. There wasn't a sense of uh, care within them. The other thing that resulted is that the people who had the plants lived longer. Sound effect, please. Now, I am not the greatest with plants. I try and I keep trying. Let me tell you, I keep trying with plants because I I feel like there's some magic in the plants. But having a plant to care for fosters this connection with the plant, which creates love. You know, like I have a plant, her name is Priscilla, and she's so persnickety. She doesn't like it when I water her too much. And, it, and I joke about it, right? But I've, re, I've, I've created this relationship with this plant. And I think about the love that I put into her, the time that I put into her. And I share this with you because we need to put effort in to others and ourselves. The act that I put into my plants is an is like a little token into my little satchel of self-love. I'm dedicating myself to my plants. Like these elderly people did, they dedicated themselves to caring for the plant, which increased their longevity and made their lives better. So do you have a plant? I hope you have a plant. I hope you have lots of plants and that you're caring for them. Now, what does this have to do with loving kindness and creating a practice? It has everything to do with it. Because once we take on a commitment, such as a plant, that blossoms into an integrous action or the commitment blooms, grows into integrity. And when we're living with integrity, love grows. Now, if we are lying... Mm, secretly. Now, lying can be really tricky. And I work a lot <laughs> in this, this subject matter, lying. Because face it, we tell lies all day long. It, like, did you brush your teeth? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure I did. This is my son I'm thinking about. He didn't brush his teeth. He just, needs, he just knows that he has to get out of the house. Right? So I'll tell myself, oh, I'll wash my face later. And then it's too late and I'm too tired and I'm not washing my face. But I knew that I wasn't going to wash my face, right? So we tell ourselves lives all the time. We don't recognize them because they become an internal part of our lives. So that can be an internal life. We also tell lies to people that we love. I'll be back in five minutes. Well, you know it's going to take you 20 minutes because you need an extra five minutes just to sit, and these are little tiny lies. And then those tiny lies become bigger lies. And I'm, I'm sharing this because we forget that when we're telling one little lies, two little lies, when we, we stop being honest. And when we're not being honest with ourselves, we stop having this connection with others. 
And that starts to chisel away love. It starts to put uh, like rocks in our shoes. And when we're lying in our lives, we can't really expect the world to be virtuous and kind and compassionate to us. Now, a lot of times I think, oh, I'll just practice. I'll just meditate it away. (laughs) I'll just meditate more. I'll just do uh, a random act of kindness to balance out that behavior. But the truth of the matter is, is that when I'm being dishonest in one area of my life, I can't balance it out with being overly, you know, loving or kind in another area. Honesty is the highest form of self-love. I'm going to say that again because I could just say that and the whole episode could be over. (laughs) Honesty is the highest form of self-love. How do we do that? How do we do that when we're irritated or anxious or overwhelmed, uh, when we don't have enough time, right? Because that's when we start to lie. How do we do that? Well, we can take a time out and do a contemplative moment. And when we contemplate, we can step into self-love. And this is where a metta practice comes into play, a loving kindness practice. And if you don't know what that means, you can join the ocean of yum, because I'm going to be teaching all about it. This is a really deep practice that can revolutionize your life. It can change the way that you see the world. And when we practice, we begin by directing this love to ourselves. And that can be really uncomfortable because if we're in a lying mode and we don't even know it, but then suddenly we're like, Ooh, this doesn't feel right. If something is not in alignment It's hard to be uh, meditating with love. But when we practice metta, we practice, we begin by directing that love towards ourselves, And we do that. And then we can direct it towards others. And then we can start accepting others where they're at, where they are at, right? So if I go back to Fred, and I'm going to just pull up the book here again. Love is in a state of perfect caring, It is an active noun like struggle. To love someone is to strive to accept that person exactly the way he or she is right here and now. So when I have the opportunity to practice, oops, dropping the book. When I have the opportunity to teach and share this with clients and perhaps they're going through relationship problems or it's it's never really the, the relationship It's really this internal conflict that they're up against. And that's where the metta practice starts to uh, support them and to alleviate the the bondage, the, the lies, the internal dialogue that, oh, I'll change it, I'll do it later. Later may never come. Whoa this is a really heavy episode. (laughs) I just realized if you're still listening, thank you. But, you know, this is, I'm so passionate about teaching this practice because I see what happens to women 
and I see how relationships with their partners change. And I see, I see how my own relationship has changed. And, and not only just one, but many of my relationships, but it starts with myself. So loving kindness is this relationship that I have first with myself and then it moves out. Now, I'm going to share a little bit about uh, Buddhism just for a second because I think it's really relevant. Sorry, I'm making some noise. I think it's really relevant when we start to practice. And I, I like to know benefits. I'll just say that. I like to know benefits. Like if I do this 20 days in a row, how am I going to start feeling, right? So uh, the Buddha talks about uh, being able to sleep easily. And then being able to wake up easily and refreshed, ready to take on the day. And when I've practiced metta and worked with my teacher, I see this awakening. It's incredible. So I'm sleeping easily. I'm waking up easily. I'm feeling refreshed. I have pleasant dreams. So people who practice metta have pleasant dreams. it, people begin to love differently and people see you differently. Uh, I feel that when I'm practicing, there's a sense of protection. And one of the other benefits is that the animals around you start to love up on you more. Uh, there's a sense of care. There's an external uh like danger disappears. Like it's, it's okay, right? The outside world, the stress of the outside world kind of diminishes or it doesn't go away. It just, the level, the audio level gets turned down. Uh, the identity of someone changes. Like the, the physical structure I see change in when they begin this practice so their face softens, uh, they age, they, it's like aging backwards or it's like they stop the clock on aging. Really, really beautiful. Uh, one of my students last year, I, it's, I need to get a picture of her because it's incredible. It's just incredible. Uh, so I know that the aging kind of slows down or there's a beautification process around it. Uh, there's quietness in the mind when we begin to practice loving kindness. Now, I could simply stop right there, right? Those are all really great benefits. Uh, Sleeping, waking easily, having pleasant dreams, having people like notice you, that you look differently, that your heart feels different, that you have this sense of protection and you're not stressed and not worried. Uh, All like I could literally stop right there, but I'm going to add two more from the Buddha, and take them for what they are. The last two are being able to die unconfused. And so what that tells me is that somebody literally will lay down their head and just die with peace. That sounds great. And the last one is to be reborn in a happy realm. And whatever your belief is, You know, take this for what it is. These are the benefits of practicing 
this particular type of meditation and these benefits are from the Buddha, Buddhism, and we don't need to get stuck there is what I'm saying. I just want to share that I see amazing benefits when women start this practice. So having said that, I want you to know that in March, the Ocean of Yum is opening and I will be teaching and I hope you will join me. You will learn all about the different practices that will change your life. Literally, you will lengthen your telomeres. You will start sleeping again. You will feel like you've... Uh, yeah. So I, it's, I get so fired up about meditation because it is like the secret juju that nobody talks about. And, you know, I'll go in to see my doctor and she'll be like, oh, how's your practice? Oh, you're doing so great. What's new? I'll be like, oh, I just keep doing the same thing. She's like, yeah, you're still great. This is great. That's right. It's great because I keep practicing. Once I learned how, and once I found the teacher that I love, I just keep practicing. And here's a caveat to that is, you know, it's really great to have a teacher and if you don't like me, that's fine. I, I'm all, there are many teachers out there, many teachers that are teaching. Find a teacher. It will improve the quality of your practice. It will change the way you practice and it will change the way that you see the world. I promise you. So inside the members area, when you sign up, you will be directed to a loving kindness meditation and it will be a full version. I do short ones sometimes, uh, but this is going to be a full one and I'm really excited about that. So when you sign up for the Ocean of Yum, that's my gift to you so you can practice whenever you want and I'm excited. So check that out. I'm going to close up with one more thing and that is remember Love and loving kindness is an action that we must do every day. And when we become lazy or overwhelmed or irritated or anxious, edgy, our practice goes out the door. And then all of those emotions keep building and building and building and they sink into the body and the body starts to suffer. And this is where and disease starts to happen and chronic inflammation and then you're not sleeping well, right? It's just this really bad cycle. So my invitation is to stop that cycle, jump into the ocean of yum with me and practice. I hope to see you there. My friend, oh, thank you for listening. Share this episode with five of your girlfriends. Better yet, have five of you sign up and practice together. Do you know what that'll do for your relationship? Oh my goodness. You five will change the world. Did you know that eight people, eight people have the power to make absolute change? Just eight. So if you had five and then someone else had five and another had five, we could make, we could start making massive change in our community and our world. So please join me in the ocean of yum. I'll see you then. May you find something bright, something light, and something so delicious it fills you up so you can be the best I know you can be. Go ahead. Take a breath with me now. 
exhale and fall in love with yourself until next time take good care and that's a wrap my friend thanks for listening and again please share this episode and make sure to grab dry dry soda and botanicals my new favorite thing in the whole wide world i mean they've been around for a while and i just didn't i didn't see them i just didn't see them but now that i know they're on my radar i'm drinking them every day yes i know that could become a problem but you can find out more over at drinkdry.com or your local grocery okay i'll see you in the next episode bye for now